Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) As a high school student. Plus, legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat the eat all the leftover the leftover chocolate chips which was a lot then you'd roll the oh, barrel up so to fun. up the hill and then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down and we've also had an amazing guest like mike the miz jason isbell carrie brownstein and corin tucker of slater kinney and many more and you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like change.dork <laughs> change.dork and congratulations you played yourself Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name's Caitlin. My name's Jamie. And we're here to talk about, as we always are, the portrayal of women in movies. It's fun. It's the theme of the podcast. It's the theme of the podcast. You love it. We love it. You love women. You love movies. And and we're doing, you're welcome. And you're welcome. We're feminine psychons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's I'm going to say that at the top of everything. Make it till you make it, baby. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we were inspired by the Bechdel test, which requires that a movie has two characters. They're ladies. They have names. They talk to each other, and they're not talking about men. Mm-hmm. That's the Bechdel test. It has its limitations. It's what we use as a yardstick. Yeah. For a larger discourse. <laughs> <laughs> the Bechdel test is like a yard. Hence yardstick, and then Whoa. the the discussion of women in movies is, is a whole stick? mile. No, oh. it's just like the Bechdel oh, is one yard of that mile. Oh. I'm getting really mathematical. How many yards here. is in a mile? I feel like we're that's no, that's you can't do that. Yeah, you can because well, there's but five. Why would you? 
That's metric uh, and no yard stupid. is not metric. A meter is metric. A yard is three feet. It's totally fine. <laughs> we should listen to a math podcast. But there are about sixteen hundred <laughs> meters in a mile. I know this because I Amazing ran track. News. <laughs> oh, I ran track in eighth grade. Uh, and there, I found a picture recently of me and my coach who was within two years of the picture where he's like touching my arm, uh, was arrested for perverted deeds Hey, with the swim team, not even his team. Oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> my, um, Disloyal. my high school soccer coach was arrested for stealing a deer from another person's deer farm so that he could have it for his own deer farm. Well, your, mm. your trial is really weird. Yeah. yeah I grew a, up in a really a, stupid place. Yeah. I saw that. What was the name of that street? Oh, Dry Hollow Road. Yeah. Yeah, I took a picture of a, a road called Dry Hollow Road, and I said, so nice of them to name this road after my vagina. <laughs> great tweet. <laughs> Thank you. Very good tweet. A great tweet. Thanks well, so now that we've debriefed on our tweets. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's get into the podcast stuff. Sure. We have a guest. I'm so excited. She's my best friend in the whole world. She's a comedian. She's a writer. She's been in the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. She lives in New York City where we're recording right now, we should say, because this is one of two, and this is the first one that's going to come out. Yes. We're recording with life, and we're having the best time. We're having the best. I'm like, it's Julia Claire. She's here. Julia! Hello! Hi! So excited to be here. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. It's been here since, like, what? Like, April? It feels like longer. I can't believe we're in this. This always happens anytime we're actually in the same room because we have a a long distance romance. Jamie and I. We talk every single day. We talk all day, every day, pretty much. More, and I think at this point, more of our friendship has been long distance than not, which is wild. Which is so weird because our friendship started when we were living not only on the same street in Cambridge, on the same block. Yeah. It, which was I, why, and we didn't know each we didn't know each other then before. So no, just like we until, became until friends. Oh. I passed her old apartment last night. A good place. You really came to my place. apartment and brought me Gatorade that time. My face got all puffy. I sure did. Big. Your face was so big. <gasps> it was. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> my face was really big. Big face, Jamie. And Julia came from a softball game. Yes. And oh my gosh. Gatorade. That's true. Boston Comedy Softball. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I was on that league. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Did we play at the same time? No, you were. I so, was an OG baby. Really? I wasn't. No. I was like, you're a founding member? No, not at all. Caitlin, it's really, you actually left Boston like three weeks after I started doing comedy. Right. Yeah. We didn't I came really to overlap. your going, I came oh. to your like going away thing. I remember. Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't Why care. Not? I didn't care. You I'm kidding. I'm bitch. kidding. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe, maybe well, I did. a party gal. So you're like, oh, I party. Don't, I don't attend parties generally, yeah. but I, I've been trying. <laughs> You're getting better. I'm doing a better job. Yeah. No. But so bringing it back oh, to yeah. <laughs> softball. Yes. Uh, and baseball. And the movie we're talking about today, mm-hmm. A League of Their Own. Hell yeah. Yeah. When did you first see this movie? I first saw this movie probably when I was like seven. It's like six or seven. That mm-hmm. explains so much that you, you saw so this movie that young. <laughs> it was, first of all, yeah, I saw it for the first time pretty young, and then I wanted to keep watching it. And so mm. pretty much on every time I would get invited to a sleepover, I would demand that this movie be played. <laughs> <laughs> that is peak Julia Claire. Um, but I actually hadn't seen it for over 10 years until oh, okay. um, I watched it today. So Oh, well, you're welcome that we 
gave you an opportunity to Thank rewatch you. this movie. Yeah, it was very influential in my and also I realized there was so much that I didn't understand when I was first watching it when I was little. Like there's mm-hmm. so much in it that's just above board for children. <laughs> so. Yeah. But it's a family friendly movie. It is. Uh-huh. It's one of those movies that's on TV all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's always on. Yeah. Just like me with my comedy. <laughs> I love it. There is, the, and there goes another one. There goes another. <laughs> Those hot riffs. A bomb. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I dropped a. No, that I meant that in a good way. Well, I'm tired. How uh, when did you first see this movie? Uh, I think college. I, I was a bit oh. older. Wow. Um, and then I think I only saw it that once, and then I rewatched it twice before coming here to record this episode. Wow. I saw it in I want to say late elementary school, middle school, and I was like, mm, this is kind of boring. And then I saw it uh, yesterday, and I said, mm, "This is kind of boring." Yeah, you're you're not a huge fan of this movie. I well, the, okay. My problem with A League of Their Own is not that women are boring; it's that baseball is boring. I can't argue with that. Uh, Some but women I feel are like, boring. Didn't and you that's watch um, like The Sandlot a lot, or was that? I didn't. I mean, it was on a lot, mm. but I didn't. I don't like sport. I I loved that movie too. Mm. I was a huge. The fan Sandlot. Of- I mean, it's it, I. If the climax of the movie is a baseball game, it's not going to be my favorite movie. Sure. I want to I want to leave their own. If we did a leave their own reboot with basketball, oh. that would be tight. I See, want I'm a soccer girl. I want a myself. basketball league of their own. <laughs> That's my proposal. I'm all about basketball soccer. Movies Give rule. me a soccer movie. You like soccer movies? Uh, well, I don't like I don't like soccer Switching movies per goals, se. But well, uh, she's ben- the man. Bandit like Beckham. And I like oh. Beckham. But also ugh. I Bennett like Beckham is well I don't like soccer movies I like soccer as a sport and I'm saying there should be better soccer movies I would take a soccer movie over a baseball movie I would take a basketball movie over almost any movie Mm. Space Jam Space Jam Space Jam for women (laughs) female rebit of Space Jam Uh, why is Lola Bunny so I mean that's yes and that's (laughs) maybe for another time but she is so hot yeah she's so sexualized it's so weird everything about that character is just like oh she fucks like this <laughs> and now we know Lola Bunny fucks. <laughs> she's when is she not when she's not on the court she's fucking in a very well that's just par for the way. course for bunnies bunnies are fucking all the time oh well, that's true with but, big but, tits but they don't stuff. do that to Bugs Bunny Bugs no. Bunny he's a, he's a little yeah they're not out there like over sexualizing Bugs Bunny right, I, I think they're not sexualizing him enough you know what? You're right. right. I think we need to turn it up to an 11 on Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. He has some Let's real... Let's see, like, a dick bulge in his <laughs> pants. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay. It's really been... words I never thought I would hear associated with Bugs Bunny. I'd like to introduce a horrifying image into the room. Uh, Bugs Bunny. I mean, obviously, he's naked, right? Yeah. But you think of his fur as kind of close so i was picturing a dick bulge coming from <laughs> beneath his skin oh my god that's <laughs> actually his own for his pants that's how that's exactly how i was picturing <laughs> yeah, it but he's not that's it would Ugh. just be out it would just be out right oh, i was thinking like he'd be wearing shorts <laughs> it's so upsetting it's such an upsetting oh, basketball <laughs> shorts yeah, yeah exactly his dick could just be hanging out of his basketball well shorts. i have right. long said that Men's basketball shorts across the board are too long. We mm-hmm. need to go back to 70s basketball shorts for men. Show us the butts. I want to see those thighs. Every Show uh-huh. us the butts. Men's thighs are 
Great. And they're an untapped they're, resource. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. They're great. And it's like, it, sometimes, I don't know if it's like, I forget where I heard a similar discussion to this recently, but it's like, I don't know if it's just like, an, we just don't see men's thighs enough so that when we do, we're just like, oh my God, they're they're great. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, but they're like better than women's thighs. That's coming well, from a feminist icon. Yeah. This has been the male objectification portion of the podcast. You're welcome, everyone. About space jams, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but all that to say, uh, baseball is the most boring thing in the entire world. In spite of that, this is a great movie. Yeah, I'm not a sports gal myself, but I do like this movie a lot. Mm. And I will take this opportunity to do a recap. A League of Their Own is set in... I want to say 1943. Correct. It's the middle of WW2. We're in a world war. All the men have gone off to fight, including all Bill the... Bill Pullman. The- <laughs> <laughs> yes. And apparently a bunch of Major League Baseball players. So this guy, Harvey of Harvey Bars, he's like, let's start up a women's league. But we're going to call it the Girls League. Which we'll mm. talk about. But mm-hmm. John Lovitz, he's scouting for talented baseball you players love who him. are ladies. You gotta love him. Little dirty mustache. <laughs> Suit a little bit too big. He's gonna give his wife a tickle pickle, he says. Oh, and oh. I, I bet he does. <laughs> oh, you know it. I forgot that line. I mean, I probably just erased it like a trauma memory. <laughs> No. Yeah. I was like, oh, tickle pickle. It's like, oh, how often do you give your wife a tickle pickle? Is your tickle pickle relationship healthy? Would you say? <laughs> how much should you be tickling with your pickle? But you guys know that time. this is like based, to... it's based on a true, it's yes. based yes. on real events, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Cool. Julia looked up a lot of trivia and I'm very excited. Like, is it, I do you know like a lot of historical trivia about it? Well, not a lot, but just, you know, the basics cool. of, of the movie. So John Lovitz is scouting for different women. He goes and scouts Dottie and Kit, sisters, who play baseball. and and Tank Girl. They play in, like, a local league. uh, And he's like, you guys are really good. Come and try out for this national women's girls league. he says Gina Davis should. Right. And, God, I love Kit. Kit's like, hey, no fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your kid's sister, even though I'm a grown-ass woman. I deeply really, I know. I was like, are you... 30 like why yeah. are you so like she's like i'm always left behind i was like you're you're 30 an adult <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah he wants gina davis's character and she's like not without my sister kit so she convinces him to let kit come along and try out and they both make the team they end up on um the rockford peaches the rockford mm. peaches other team members notable ones are may madge Madonna. Ma- <laughs> Wait, Madonna's character's name is Madge? May. No, that's, May. that's Madonna's nickname for all oh. you Madonna heads out there. Doris, Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, there's also Marla. Marla Hooch. Marla Hooch. <laughs> I know. I was like, all these like weird, horny cartoon character names. <laughs> Fun fact, Marla Hooch is the mother of Hooch from Turner and Hooch, another. I'm kidding. but oh, was like, a- I was like, is this a Pixar thing? <laughs> Uh, oh, who's the character who has little boy? Ooh, I forget her name. But there's a there's a, a there's a mother on and the, then there's the also a teammate named Betty, who they call Betty Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti, yes. yeah. Which was a doll at one. Did anyone have a Betty Spaghetti doll? I knew it was a doll. I did not have. Mm-hmm. One. She she like stretched out, right? 
Yeah, she was that like was Stretch her Armstrong for girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she was like sexy Stretch Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Why do they have to gender toys like that? It's so weird. Because it was the nineties. Oh, yeah. But they still do it. Uh, anyway, so there's a bunch of uh, ladies on the team, and at first. No one's really into it. They're like, meh, why would we go watch women play baseball? This is what I find relatable. It's like, mm, do we want to watch baseball? <laughs> like, but actually, that was like historically inaccurate because oh. the real All-American Girls Professional Baseball League was immediately popular because most people didn't have, still didn't have TVs right. in their houses and mm-hmm. wanted some entertainment. So pretty much immediately had people in the, in the seats. Cool. Hey, I like that. That's, That's great. Yeah. yeah but the movie, there. to heighten the drama, mm. the movie depicts it as though it wasn't popular at first. Right. So then uh, different members of the team are like, let's find ways to make this popular. And so Gina Davis is doing splits and mm. all kinds of stuff. And then more people come. Meanwhile, their manager, Tom Hanks, a.k.a. Hamming Jimmy it Dugan. Up. Hamming it up. And uh, I want to punch him in his mouth yeah, yeah he's a drunk <laughs> oh, he's, so he's like a straight up alcoholic because mm-hmm. i feel like this is one of those movies where they try to just make him a drunk and it's like no he's he has a problem <laughs> yeah right for sure but uh it's okay because he has a character arc and we like him at the end yeah and then yeah, well, uh, tom hanks wouldn't agree to be in the movie if they're like and at the end you're still not likable yeah <laughs> So they're dealing with him. They're dealing with all kinds of sexism and all matter of things. Mm -hmm. And then it gets to the point where the World Series is coming up and Dottie and Kit are having some sisterly struggles. And they're like, nah, we're not going to be on the same team anymore. And then they play a game against each other because Mm -hmm. Kit gets moved to a different team. Which is like, oh, poor Kit. Not fair. Right. I know. Why can't they just get along? (laughs) Um, and then the Peaches end up losing, but it's okay because everyone's happy and they played baseball and they're women. Yay! Well, and also there's a war. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, they, we think Bill Pullman might be dead for a second, but then turns out he just is limping a little bit and he's fine. Right. He's fine. Because Dottie is married to Bob. Bill. 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 Yeah. She goes, she goes, Bob. <laughs> when he comes <laughs> in the room, she goes, Bob. Bob is truly the least sexy name it's never yeah i was like for some reason bobby's okay with me bobby is okay bobby kennedy oh that's yeah. pretty much it bobby kennedy's so hot i have a lot of framed pictures in my room bobby uh <laughs> so hot it's insane jamie and i could I do w- an entire podcast about the kennedys <laughs> <laughs> the horny horny kennedys <laughs> Leif's newest little podcast oh god wow unbelievable I didn't expect to get like he's so horny on this podcast. He's so <laughs> hot. that'll happen. It's insane. That happens on the Bechtel cast quite often. Oh boy. Okay, sorry. So this has been part two of male objectification. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's on gonna the cast. keep happening. Um. All right. Let's get back on track. Um. So and then at the end, the peaches lose, but it's fine because Dottie and Kit reconcile, and then mm. they all get together at the end when they're old ladies, and there's the they're at the baseball hall of fame. And everyone's like, hey, remember way back when when people liked watching women's sports for a few years and then the men came back from the war and no one cared about us anymore? Ah, what a cool time. The end. How are your grandkids? Yeah. Right. So that's the story of a yeah. league of their own. Hot recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Thank like you. very tight. Tight. I gotta keep things tight sometimes. Yeah. Tight. Love it. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. Yeah. 
What do we want to do? We want to go by character? By oh, I yeah. I mean, where to start? One interesting thing about the movie in the story is that the female characters in the movie who are scouted to play baseball in the league also have to be beautiful. Hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's some historical something to that. I couldn't find any. So they specific, didn't but. have to be beautiful per se, but they all did actually get like makeovers and have to go to an etiquette school. That part that is real. That part is real. And the uniforms are not too far off. So it was like the short yeah. skirts. Dresses. But also one of the things that I did not remember from this movie at all was the very opening scene where it's like the old Gina Davis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They for whatever reason and it makes it it's so psychotic. They dub Gina Davis, actual Gina Davis's voice with yeah. the old woman who's playing her. And it looks and sounds <laughs> so crazy. I thought that See, was Gina Davis in old lady makeup. No. no really? No. They're old actors. It's an old actress. And then they had Gina Davis like read her lines. Gina Davis, who, by the way, has never looked better. Except, except so maybe hot. in Beetlejuice. Uh, she yes. is so hot in both of them, and she's also a fellow tall woman. Mm-hmm. How tall is she? She's like six, she's six or feet. Something? Yeah, she's six oh, feet, and also be. apparently she's like a Mensa member. She's a Mensa member, and mm-hmm. she's like an Olympic archer. Stop oh, it! Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah. She she also founded the Gina Davis Gender Institute Studies. for yeah Gender Studies Institute. She's an icon. She's a feminist. She's, she's like, and I'm she not is, even joking. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, she is a feminist. Usually, icon. I'm joking. I love her. So according to interviews with Penny Marshall, who directed the movie, mm-hmm. they and Gary's in the movie too. Gary's in the movie too because they couldn't afford anybody. She's they like, couldn't Gary, <laughs> come to work with me. <laughs> Their brother and sister. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they couldn't afford another actor, so she just had Gary do it for free. And great get for Gary. <laughs> but all of the actresses who were in the movie had to actually be able to play baseball. Mm-hmm. So they had open tryouts for all the actresses and they had some like big name actresses who came to the tryouts who like didn't make it uh, because they couldn't play baseball. Marissa Tomei uh, <laughs> sent in a tape of her auditioning, like playing baseball on the set of My Cousin Vinny being coached by Joe Pesci. <laughs> Where is that tape? I don't know. Oh, my God. I want it in my possession right now. Uh, but she didn't make it because Penny was like, it was It was clear she wasn't a ball player. Um, uh, chill out, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> but all, they all did. Basically, they did. All the actresses did almost all their own baseball stunts and all of, like, the bruises and shit is all real. All real. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that, that, like, huge, like, thigh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a real one. Yeah. Crazy. That's nuts. Back on the characters, like, there was a huge emphasis on them being attractive to be able to play in the league, mm-hmm. which, of course, is, like, an insane double standard because, like, the men who play baseball don't, you're not like, yeah. you have to you be don't hot and need to be, You don't even need to be athletic to be able to play <laughs> yeah. baseball. But because they were women and they're like, well, who's going to want to watch women play baseball unless they're also attractive? So that was a a thing, a choice for the movie that, you know, whether or not it was like super historically accurate, totally believe, like, yeah, like it's totally believable. uh, You know, it's a standard that's placed on women all the time where it's like, well, who's going to want to listen to you talk or see you do anything unless you're also very hot. Right. And there's a scene where early on Marla, who is not traditionally beautiful 
but she's a great baseball player. She's trying out, and John Lovitz is like, "Oh no!" Like he goes, she like takes off. Use my tickle pickle. (laughs) (laughs) She's not on the team, right? And then her dad is all like, "Well, I know my daughter isn't as pretty as these other girls, but I raised her like a boy because it was just me raising her, and I'm sorry I did a bad job." Uh, Which is like (laughs) that's even so crazy, so hilarious because (laughs) it's as if like every single mother would have raised her son like a girl just because she didn't know any difference. She just doesn't know the difference. Yeah, But then the whole scene boils down to him being like, I'm so sorry my daughter looks like shit. Yeah. (laughs) like What he should have said is like, what my daughter looks like has fuck all to do with how well she can play baseball, which is very well. And fuck you for even suggesting that she shouldn't be on the team because she's not hot enough. That's what her dad should have said. Yeah, say my, and then he, he should have leaned doof. in too far and been like, "My daughter's so hot." <laughs> <laughs> no and idea. Described her body. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is sort of a recurring theme throughout the movie. Like the women have to be beautiful. Like the newsreel thing, like the little black and white like commercial almost. It's talking about each of the members of the team, but it's always like. Legging out of triples, no reason to let your nose get shiny. It's like they're all talking about the women, not with, really how they play baseball, with but it's product like, placement. <laughs> that or like just like noting their like domestic abilities. Yeah. It's like that's how like Betty Spaghetti, she's like, she's yeah. making spaghetti all and she loves to knit. Ellen Sue's a former Miss Georgia. Yow! Like, so it's either commenting <laughs> yeah. on, like, no credit. How they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Sound effects. Either <laughs> how good looking they are or how good they are at, like, domestic crap. It's crazy because they set the bar so low to say something about you, but there's still a moment where they're like, yeah. Well, don't they just go it. to Marla Hooge and, like, not say anything oh, yeah. about her? <laughs> like, they're like, what a hitter. And she's like, in the background, you can barely see yeah, her. Yeah, you can't see her at all. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about, that, like, radio broadcast where the old lady is, like, careers in higher education are leading to the masculization of women with enormously dangerous consequences to the home, our children, and our country. And she's like, the worst case of this is women playing baseball and blah, blah, blah. So Some um, great exposition. Some <laughs> yeah. really amazing exposition. That just, to me, serves as a reminder that not all women are feminist icons, yeah, that's like one of the most empowering things in the entire world. You're like, some women are fucking monsters. Yeah, <laughs> realizing they... that and not being like, uh, yes, queen. No, I literally I tweeted about this the other day. There's some people who act like women support all like female public figures. Like we're all just like Phyllis Schlafly, yes, queen. Right. It's just like in what world? Like, yeah, I'm not. I don't like. I'm not scissoring with Betsy DeVos, you know, (laughs) intellectually. (laughs) Right. Yeah, some uh, women are really shitty. Heard it here first. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the main point that we try to make on this Mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah, not all women are feminists. Kellyanne uh, Conway, slay. Oh. Slay, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, women are just as guilty as men sometimes at reinforcing these dangerous gender roles and gender norms. Ivanka Slay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the team names of the lady players. Oh, yeah. Literally Peaches. Yeah, Peaches. Like, the Bells. Calls up calls up an image. Yeah. <laughs> All of those were real Really? The real team names, yeah. Wow. Um, there was also the Blue Sox and the Comets. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which are, you Those know, are less specifically genderless. gender. Yeah. But, you know, there's not like men's baseball teams called the Pickles. 
But that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I would not be opposed to that. The tickle pickles. The tickle pickles. <laughs> you know them. You love them. Welcome to the tickle pickles of the field. They're, I love all the cartoony World War II names in, in this movie. I do, too. They're so funny. Yeah. Also, I really think that Madonna was at her personal best in this movie. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's her all-time best acting performance. Right. She has an amazing dance scene that she does yes. all herself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and she and Rosie have such a fun rapport. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. the role she was born to play, I think. I agree. I agree. And she's she a, uh, apparently a talented baseball player. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, Except Slay- for everyone who's yes, seen Queen, this Slay movie. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be saying a lot of, like, uh, very common feminist things more. Just to, like, you know, build our audience. Yeah. Just... <laughs> A, a yes break. Yeah. <laughs> like, just all vowels. Exactly. Yeah, just like a, qu- a moment for like empowering vowels for women. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Uh, more on Madonna's character. So she's like the team floozy. Yeah, like yeah. she gets slut shamed oh, quite a majorly. bit. Yeah, yeah. Because her nickname is All the Way May, which is like an, uh, a double entendre. But also. A great nickname. <laughs> yeah, that is a great nickname. Especially if she's funny. Um, and then there's the part where she's like, they're like trying to draw more of a crowd. And she's like, well, what if like during a game my uniform pops open and my bosoms fall out? And then Rosie O'Donnell's character is like, do you think there's a man in this country who hasn't seen your bosoms? And it's like, tea. <laughs> but she's never like, I don't know. She's always, it's always... It's all good fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's playful. It's not like, oh, you stupid idiot for being a slut. You stupid bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she pre- she presented it as a joke. It was received as a joke. She teaches the girl who can't read to read using exactly. using like erotic erotic novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, Put that yeah, horniness to work. <laughs> it's oh, it gets really good after this. It's a funny joke. Yeah. I love it. It's a fun movie. It's <laughs> fun. fun. But baseball sucks. That's the, that, it's this is too where bad this that is where sucks. you and I. Well, because <laughs> you guys are both played softball. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I was I was a ballet gal. I know, but now you okay. Well, now you can dance like in a pinch. You can dance, in and a pinch, I if it's an emergency, right? <laughs> <laughs> if someone's in trouble, I can dance. <laughs> <laughs> to get or out someone... of an escape room, <laughs> you can dance. People, yeah, that's why people bring me. <laughs> I envy that because I have nothing from softball really besides remain. Uh, like, well, you could still. I mean, you were playing as recently. As yeah, no, years but there ago. are no like residual skills, life oh, skills I just that agree. you can get from oh, softball. If an intruder okay. comes into your house, you can take a bat and beat the shit out of them. Sure, but mm-hmm. it takes a lot less skill than years of softball. Yeah. that'll be for like thank god i was playing softball yeah. all those years <laughs> or i would be dead right now speaking of escape rooms there's a thing to be said for men in escape rooms of just like i'm in charge i know what i'm doing i need yeah. to like i need to take control of the situation men in escape rooms very much the same yeah oh god escape rooms are you can't go with a man you cannot yeah, they, they need to try. be like. I keep, I, trying. I keep trying to go to go to an escape room with a man, and it just uh, doesn't work. You can't. They're like, look behind the frame. <laughs> There's a safe over here. <laughs> escape rooms are first of all terrible. Yeah, but it is fun to. I just like want to put like a bunch of aggressive men in an escape room and just them try to it, alpha each other. They're like the seagulls yeah, from yeah. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> And they would not get out. They would die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh, there's a scene where, like, it reveals their uniform. Uh, we touched on this, where it's, like, the short dresses that are not at all practical for playing any sport. Mm-hmm. And the women, like, push back. You see, like, a lot of things are challenged. Also, a lot of things go unchallenged. But one of the things that they do challenge is the uniform, just, like, right at first, whenever they see it. And they're like, we can't, what are you supposed to slide in this? Like, that's a dress. That's half a dress. What are we, baseball players or ballerinas? So they're they're challenging it. But they still end up wearing them, so it's like they do. Well, but they I think that's just like far. a historical thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just I thought it was good another... that they challenged it. Yeah, because I mean, I guess we w- we don't really know what happened, but hopefully, that yeah. would have happened because there could not be a less practical thing to wear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just another example of a double standard where the men were like, "Oh, here's a practical thing to play in." Sliding in that like, truly must have been such a bitch because like even sliding when you like cause when i played so- i played softball for a long time as i said and uh you'd wear like sliding shorts which oh, are really? these, like padded shorts underneath your uniform shorts because that. sliding hurts so much and even with those you would get cut up a little yeah. bit so i can only imagine these <laughs> these women must have just been like bleeding all the time <laughs> jesus Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some some individual characters. Sure. Well, Dottie. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Dottie? Uh, I like Dottie. I mean, we see like right away how great of a player she is. She yeah. advocates for her sister, so she's lifting other women up. But Who then knows she, there, she would have done a dragging her back down a bit. Yeah. But team kit. To me, I attributed that more to like a sibling rivalry than like a. I'm competing with you because you're another woman kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's hard yeah, to say. Like, it could be maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. She's the rock of the story, like everything. Well, first of all, she's based on the real Dottie Collins, who was mm-hmm. a, a player for the Rockford Peaches, who played in the league for six years and pitched, like, 17 shutouts. Like, Oh, she was a pitcher, not a catcher? Yeah, she was oh, a okay. pitcher. Yeah, so she was this, like, incredible player. But, yeah, Dottie the character actually, I don't know if this is, like, crossing movies too much, but, like, reminds me of Julia Stiles' character in Mona Lisa Smile because she has a lot of aptitude and she has a lot of potential to do other stuff. Like, clearly Dottie is, like, very smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, She does math in her head. uh, (laughs) Not like the other girls. Not like the other girls. Uh, She's a great baseball player. She could do more with her life and like other people tell her that she could do more. And Mm -hmm. she's like, actually, I'm I choose to go back to my family. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is what Julia Stiles character does. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's the sweaters are incredible in that movie. It is a big sweater. It's a great sweater movie. Sweater. I've never seen it. It's a fun. It, well, watch it for the sweaters, Caitlin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can watch it on mute. <laughs> like, I do. Just a lot of yeah. Like, I do. Like... I do watch it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I Donnie. I mean, she's great. Obviously, I don't dislike her. But there's uh, the, the, uh, she's not the best. She's not the most interesting character. In right. The no. Like she's not really flawed in any interesting. She's way. like the control group of yeah. The characters, I think, which which might even be, and I I genuinely avoid sports <laughs> movies. That might even be a sports movie trope of like the leader is like the. But I would have been interested to see a more flawed character, or so you know, like she doesn't really fuck up ever, except like she fights with her sister sometimes. But I think that that's why I gravitate towards Kit because she fucks up constantly but also it's like like very dynamic and like it's always i don't know 
Well, that feels like more of a character. Dynamic is like, um, there's a game where Kit's like not pitching very well. Gina Davis is like, yeah, we should take her out of the game. It, although at first she's like, no, she's doing fine. And then Jimmy Dugan's like, not really? Is that what you think? Time to go. He like swallowed a bucket of phlegm before delivering each line. It's, it's too much. It's too much. Dial it back. Yeah, so then Dottie's like, you know what? Actually, she's pitching grapefruits or something like that. And Kit gets mad. 40s so talk. I feel like their argument, their conflict is mm-hmm. Kit sort of just being immature and like not willing to acknowledge that like maybe she shouldn't keep playing when she's like she's well, having sure. an off game kind of thing. That's like her whole thing. But she's wrong. Right. Like yeah. that's right, right, right. the thing. It's like she's, Gina Davis is right in that yeah. argument. Yeah. She's never wrong. Uh-huh. And I think that's like <laughs> kind of what like I almost felt like Kit a little I'm like we get it. Right. You're so smart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well the character to me with the most notable character arc is Jimmy Dugan. Like everyone else is just sort of like yeah we have a little thing and then we're but like everyone pretty much stays the same and is mm. generally pretty static but then. He kind of does do a 180. Yeah. Yeah. I also I just think it's so weird how there's like a sexual tension between Dottie and Jimmy Dugan. Yeah, that does not check out for me. Yeah. But I mean, nor does Gina Davis and Bill Pullman with a limp. But like, <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and then he, I wrote this down. He's like, you're the, he says, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, he objectified Gina Davis. How could you? How could you? Oh, and she, and she says, Bob, she doesn't care. <laughs> She's Bob's thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be Bob's thing. Of thing. A Bob. <laughs> um, I mean, the point I'm trying to make is it's, you know, not the best thing ever that the character with the most notable character arc is, is the man. a man. Right. I mean, playing devil's advocate, I could see the argument that it's not the women in the movie who have to change. They're trying to exist in a space as themselves. And that's their real challenge where it's like the attitudes of the men in the league that need to change from moment one. Mm -hmm. It's it's like the only person in this in this movie who actually is so flawed that he needs to change is is Jimmy Jimmy Dugan. Dugan. Right. Right. So like none of the basically I think that that's saying like like all the women are fine and Jimmy Dugan's a fucking mess. (laughs) Which is which is like pretty much true. It's true. But there there still could have been like more dedication to like Dottie's character. She could have still had an arc in some way. It doesn't mean she needed to start out shitty and end up being like, Oh, I'm I'm a better person now. Like it still could have been I totally agree. I mean there's I think that really the only like I mean, there's, like, little stuff. Like, there's a girl that learned how to read. There's, like, all the... You know, there's, like, little stuff. But the arc of the female character I liked was Kit because she... I don't know, like that in that end scene with Dottie and Kit. Kit basically realizes that she wasn't, like, battling her sister. She was battling yeah. being insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then was... I'm, like, almost crying. <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. And then she... She, you know, she's just like, oh, you should stay. And Gina Davis is like, no, I have to go... Uh, get pregnant from Bill Pullman, which is like, <laughs> what a crazy plan for your night. Um, but, and and you yeah. see, like, the sister relationship at the end where Dottie's, that was the one moment where I was like, yeah, Dottie's cool. Because more, I'm like, ah, Dottie's boring. But when she's, like, happy for Kit, when Kit wins, because Kit, and then she says, you wanted it more, which she did. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because, like, Dottie was never, she didn't have her heart into 
Which is another much. weird thing about this movie. The protagonist is not into baseball, really. Yeah. <laughs> and le- and like, she's like, okay, this is what I think. Okay. Again, I'm going to draw the parallel to Julia Stiles' character in Mona Lisa Smile. I think she is really into it, but it's like the culture of the times dictated her life so much. Mm-hmm. Like, because she was clearly into it enough that she played enough that she was great at it. Mm-hmm. And she played in a farm league and learned the game inside and out, but felt her sense of duty to like whatever the cultural bullshit was at the time right. was just like overpowered that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, in that same scene where Gina Davis is like, I gotta go have babies and tank girl is like, you can have babies next year. And she's yeah. like, no, I gotta have babies today. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Bill, pretty sure that's exactly what happens. Bill, Bill Pullman is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Pullman's got a heart on in the other room. He's got a limp. <laughs> I've got to be accommodated. <laughs> He's got a limp. Uh, the clock is ticking. My Bob. <laughs> Another interesting thing that happens in the movie is, I think it's during the first game, Dottie hits a home run. The announcer attributes the great thing that she did to jimmy dugan being like oh he knew what to tell he told her the right thing to do and like right so credit going to the wrong person which happens uh, a lot and it's an example of just the assumption that if a woman does something good it's because a man taught her how to do it or is somehow behind it right and it's dumb let's not do that anymore society tom hanks in this movie is just i i mean again just a bit much and then there he has i wrote this down his line at the end where he basically delivers the moral of the movie where i was just like oh come on like when he's trying to convince Dottie to stay he's like baseball is what lights you up it's what's inside you and then she says it just got too hard which i think is the better this movie in a nutshell but then he says it's supposed to be hard if it wasn't hard everyone would do it the hard is what makes it great and it's just like shut up like I just <laughs> Tom Hanks getting to be the moral compass of this movie is of course because he would not agree to do a movie in which he was not the moral compass I think he might be a sociopath but but like He also has, he delivers the most famous line of the movie, which is one of the most famous lines in modern cinema. You don't cry in a baseball. I want to talk about that. And then he says it five times. You don't cry in a baseball. Like, you just keep, (laughs) shut up. So the implication there with that line is that there's no crying in baseball because crying is a girl thing and baseball is a boy thing. The two can't intersect. The thing is, whenever men and boys are taught to not be you can't be vulnerable you can't be emotional because you're a pussy if you are uh (laughs) the patriarchy is damaging to women and men so men it's okay to cry cry your little heart out there is crying in baseball yeah in fact, the only time I consistently see men cry is during sporting Over events. Sports. Yes. Yeah. So there is a lot of fucking crying in baseball. <laughs> and, so, and not Have a you seen with women. the Little League World Series, anyone? No, wait. Oh. oh, are there a lot of crying daddies there? Well, no, there's the kids are a oh. fucking mess. Oh, I mean, well, that's the best. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I like, love... uh, get used to it, bitch. Life's hard. Really oh, another fun, fun thing that <sighs> Jimmy Dugan says. I haven't got ball players. I've got girls. Girls I want to sleep with after the game, not coach during the game. Hilarious. Hilarious. Good job. Or Jimmy when he does Dugan. that, he does he does a bunch of, and I know it's supposed to be like, he sucks now, but wait until the end when he says, you know, at the beginning, he's like, broads suck. 
at the end, he's like, broads are good. And that's, that's his. He's like, you are a ball player. And I drink less now. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's what we call a character arc. Uh, you get mm-hmm. boiled down. Tom uh, to that. Uh, but then he has that prayer scene, too, where he's like, Jesus, remember that waitress I fucked? Or, like, whatever. And he, he's like, you know, because she was a screaming your name. Which is Tom Hanks being, oh, like, declaring yeah. he has that good D. Which is, like... <sighs> Um, He's got a great pickle to tickle n- women with. No way. Tom <laughs> Tom Hanks for sure has a flesh lump. Where <laughs> <laughs> No way. He's fully dickless. Oh, no. There's Kendall oh, smooth. He is, yeah, it. he's a smooth boy. And not to hate on him. I love a smooth boy. <laughs> I love a guy with no dick. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jimmy Dugan. Surprise kisses a woman. Whenever he's on the bus, does he? He's on the bus and he's oh, she's, drunk. She's the one. She's up, like the guardian, the, like the chaperone, the chaperone who's been oh, appointed yeah. to like okay look after. And he's the like girls. waking her up because the bus driver just quit. Does and then every movie need a surprise. Kiss? They every single movie has a surprise a kiss. Ugh, it's so annoying. But he is like waking up from a drunken stupor, and he just grabs her and kisses her, and she's like ah. And then when he realizes what he does, because again, she's another you know not classically beautiful woman by Western standards, and he's like oh fuck oh my god so gross, and he like chugs some whiskey and then spits it all over the bus floor, and then he slaps her ass later in the movie. But, to show that he's changed as a character. Yeah, he's like, now I would touch you. <laughs> he's grown. I, before I sexually I'm assaulted you on accident, you. but now I'm sexually assaulting you on purpose. Because I think you're hot. <laughs> brave, so, brave, brave. I yes, mean, queen. brave, brave, brave. <laughs> We've already talked at length about how it's not okay to surprise kiss a person. I just wanted to make note that that does Looking happen you, in this Brandon movie. Frazier. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. Well, okay. Brian Fra- Fraser in which movie? The Mummy. The mummy. Oh. Kisses Rachel White. He's like a caged animal and lunges at her. It's startling. Brendan Fraser looks so crazy now. We were we were just talking about how we think he might be covered in scabs. <laughs> oh god. We don't know. <laughs> uh oh jeez, what was I going to say? Um, oh, Alfred Molina. Is who not should he play? Movie. Well, <laughs> I thought about it and he couldn't play Tom Hanks's part. He's too good of an actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say swap out Molina and Lovitz, if anything. But I, I want. See, I would keep give Lovitz. it to uh, Lowenstein. You... He's the one who at first he's like, "You, you guys don't want to play in these dresses. Oh, well, you can yeah. fuck right off." And then later he's like, "Man, people love these girls playing baseball. I'm going to take over the league." Yeah, he's a, he's a great. He's a master of his craft. He could sell that. <laughs> or if we're going full beefcake, swap out. Pullman and Molina, and then we have I love a very that. different. Bob. I love. That. I want to see Gina Davis make out with Alfred Molina. Yes, <laughs> I think that that's like that's a better match than that's such Gina a better Davis match and... than Gina Davis Bill Pullman. Ugh, a loveless marriage. <laughs> At the end, where she's like, "I don't need baseball. I have Bob." It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I can't wait to quit comedy and just be like, "I have Bob." <laughs> I met someone named Bob, and I don't need to do this thing anymore. I have him now. I'm I'm actively looking for a reason to stop. Alfred <laughs> so. Molina is a national treasure. Hot. And the first Broadway show I ever saw <gasps> was Fiddler on the Roof. Shut with up. Alfred Molina as Tevia. Tevia. Incredible. Wow. I had no idea. Incredible. Just uh. He must have been the. I mean, I've seen. He's some the, perfect he the perfect Tevia. He's the perfect Tevia. He's the perfect Tevia. 
I don't know who I think I'm kidding. Of course, I've seen those videos. <laughs> He's such a talent. Like, he can do anything. He can do anything. He can do anything. Um, one, one last thing I want to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt your Alfred Molina discussion. There's a short scene sandwiched in the middle of a montage later in the movie where a ball lands and it's near a black woman's foot and she picks it up and Dottie's like, throw it here. And she's nearby and she's like, I'm going to actually throw it even farther because I'm good at baseball too. Mm-hmm. That's based on a real person, right? Is it? Yeah. I think oh, so. I'm not sure. And they're like, wow, she was good at throwing. The woman just sort of, like, gives them a little, like, nod. I mean, the implication is that she isn't allowed to play. She's not allowed to play. I looked up uh, the color line on Wikipedia. Wasn't that 49? The color line in American baseball excluded players were not integrated until nineteen forty nine. Excluded players of uh, black African descent from major league baseball and its affiliated minor leagues until nineteen forty seven. Oh forty seven. So yeah, the implication is that she wouldn't have been allowed to play the movie only spends like twenty seconds or less addressing like, oh, black people couldn't play baseball yet because it's a very white movie understandably so because of the era but i was like it would have been nice for the movie to maybe address it a little more like if there was for sure like a black player like maybe trying to try out and they're like no we're a bunch of shitty racists so you can't or something i don't know it just it felt weird that like if you blank you would miss that scene yeah so i just wish it would have been addressed a little more thoroughly i think well i think i actually i I like the way that I think it, you know, absolutely too short. The scene is definitely short. But I think that if they had really over-explained it, it would have come off as almost like... Like, I think think it's just like giving the audience enough credit to be like, oh, it's obvious that she's not allowed to play. And then her coming into the scene makes you realize, oh, everyone on these teams is white. Right. Right. I mean, which I guess, you know, you might not have notice already yeah there's a famous black female pitcher that i read about named mamie johnson who i think that that character is supposed to be some sort of nod to or Mm. she was like a a famous pitcher who ended up pitching in men's leagues Mm. oh wow uh, for several years in the 1950s very interesting another bit of trivia the woman who played kit Lori patty Mm -hmm. was when she was growing up she played she was the only girl on a boys baseball team (gasps) oh so she like she she didn't need to she already had those no and during so during filming she pitched more than most major league baseball pitchers do in an entire season that's amazing (laughs) tank girl why do you keep calling... What is that a reference I don't to? know the she, reference either. She plays Tank Girl. What is Tank Girl? It's like a really weird superhero movie. Oh. It was like a, 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 a notorious flop. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I've seen... I feel like you've probably clips. seen pictures. She, yeah. The character of Kit is, for most of the movie, before her arc, she is just like a... Almost like a, a Charlie Brown Peanuts character. Yeah. Where she's just like, humph. <laughs> it's so... I'm like, she's... A grown-up. She's a grown woman. But even when she's, like, milking a cow, she's like, why can't I play? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what are you? She's, she, like, acts like a little boy, but I love it. Yeah. I, she's like a little rascal. The final thing I wanted to say yeah. was, because this movie takes place in the 40s, but it came out in summer. It came out in July 92, just shy of yours truly's premiere onto this earth. I mean, it was a very successful movie. It did very well. And I just was thinking about, like, what the climate was when this movie came out and, like, how that would inform how it did. But this is, like, when Hillary Clinton's, like, heavily on the campaign trail. Like, this the summer this movie comes out, hmm. she's, like, sort of 
whatever, making her debut of sorts. Um, just 92? In terms of, well, and Bill's in, in office? She's on the... Oh, with, the, cam- with oh, the campaign trail with, with Bill. Bill. With okay. Bill, because this came out before the election. Yeah, she was, so. she was definitely the most vocal first lady, and she was, until that point... She had the most, like, policy say, probably, of any first lady. For sure. For sure. It was just so, I don't know. I was like, what was it like for women in 1992? Not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She got a Not lot of now. shit for saying, uh, when a reporter asked why she was, like, focusing so much on policy, where she right. was like, I'm not just going to stay home and bake cookies. And she got so much oh, yeah. shit about mm-hmm. that. As recently as this year. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yep. On Twitter, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other final thoughts that anyone has about the movie? Of course, this movie passes the Bechdel test like a thousand times. Yeah. We didn't talk about Rosie O'Donnell at all, and I know that we can't really now, but I just want to say mm-hmm. my final, my my parting thought about this movie is that <laughs> the story of every movie ever is that Tom Hanks gained 30 pounds for this movie and was encouraged to eat as much as possible, and it said Rosie O'Donnell was told to eat as little as possible. No! Oh. <laughs> Uh, which is the story it. of every movie ever <laughs> yeah damn it god damn and it, it uh, of course a uh, female director penny marshall yep. uh written by so it, the story credit it's written by story by like baba lou or something. right <laughs> well kim wilson and kelly uh kelly is a man by the way i thought kelly was a woman. oh shit kelly damn it. Is a man. i didn't i just assumed how gender normative no. of me to assume that kelly is a woman well we have at least one <laughs> kelly's man woman. and his mother Played in the in the league. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all the most of the writing credits are it's Lowell Gans, Bobaloo, Mandel, and then there's a Kim. I'm guessing Kim is a woman, but maybe I think Kim is a woman. Okay. I'm saying the screenplay was written by Lowell Gans and Bobaloo, <laughs> right? And but then there's like a story by credit uh, from Kelly and Kim. I almost panicked because I thought I had somehow made up Bobaloo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right. No, it was on point. I was about to be like, where could that have possibly come from? Shout yeah. out to Babalu. Still alive. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the movie passes the Bechdel test a bunch of times. Sure Pretty does. much, I'd say in most scenes, there are only a handful of scenes where like two dudes are talking and there aren't any women. And those are the worst scenes. Yeah, those <laughs> are boring. And usually they're talking about how women suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a ton of scenes pass the Bechdel test. So yay. No yay. surprise there. Yeah. Let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. Nipple scale. Uh, zero to five nipples based on its portrayal of women. I'm going to give it, I think, like a four or four and a half. It's, it's going to rate pretty highly for me. It's annoying that the main character arc goes to a man. Uh, and like, ugh, and I, I didn't even mention that like John Lovitz is like, we'll pay you $75 a week. Whereas the top paid men baseball players of that era were earning up to like 50 grand a year or more mm. which is hey guess what more than 75 dollars a week i did that math in my head wow not like the other girl like the- <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. so yeah just yes, uh, been slayed. Do the math. <laughs> so uh, you know sheds light on a bunch of different double standards that women face so um yeah it's just a cool movie it's cool to see a sports movie about women you almost never do yeah, it's never cool to see a sports movie yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, fuck you, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're taking the ducks to task <laughs> today on the Bechdel cast. <laughs> I'll never be able to run for office because I said fuck the Mighty Ducks. 
<laughs> we're sticking it to the ducks. Oh, yes, yeah. queen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, cool to watch a bunch of kick-ass ladies who are good at playing baseball be good at baseball. And yeah. it's a fun movie. So yeah, I'm going to go with a four. I'm going to give John Lovitz two nipples. And they do look like small kosher dill pickles. And mm-hmm. the... Oh, those were the tickle pickles. <laughs> yeah. He's just like rubbing his chest on his wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the other two I'll give to Marla. I'll give it a four as well. Agree with what you're saying. I I wish that we saw more flaws in our... Like, it really did bug me seeing, uh, like, Dottie. I mean, you could have very easily given her one of Tom Hanks's problems. Mm -hmm. You know, it wouldn't be out of the question for a woman to have a drinking problem. Yeah. Speaking as one who's actively developing one. Like, (laughs) there is... But, like... I mean, she was up against a lot, but didn't have any Achilles heel, and that right. was annoying. And Tom Hanks is annoying, and baseball's boring. Four nipples. Uh, <laughs> I'll give two of the nipples to... Oh, no, I'm going to give all four nipples to the cow. Oh, yeah. We yeah. see cow at the beginning. Cow, literal the cow's, cow's utter feet. nipples. Yeah. Yeah. There are exposed nips in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because this movie was integral to my childhood and my development Mm. into the nightmare that I am today, (laughs) I will give this five nipples. Whoa, we got a five nipple score! It's been a couple months. It has. It's been a while. Yeah, it's really hard for me to be objective about this movie because it is my childhood. And I think it was really nice to see... Because I think so often in movies that are written and directed by men where there are female characters, the female characters are so flawed. I didn't really care that Dottie didn't have, like Dottie was like perfect or whatever. I really didn't care. And also there was such a great variety of different personalities among the characters. You get a slutty one. Yeah. You get a... Like a a brassy Long Island one. Dolores. Uh, I, yeah, Rosie was great. Um, yeah, I just, I really liked it. I love baseball. I don't care. Who knows? Uh, now you're never going to get elected into office. You're right. America's <laughs> uh, full of baseball-hating heathens. <laughs> I really liked it, and I will give all the nipples to Madonna's kick-ass dance scene Hell in the middle yeah. of the movie. Mm. Uh, Julia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is a this is a dream. I love I love the pod. Yeah, thank you so much. Yay. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter too much at uh-huh. uh, O Julia tweets. I'm on Twitter a lot, tweeting about America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Julia's Twitter feed is an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it's an adventure in uh, exploring. You know what? D- a dystopia. Some would say it used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> The reviews are in. Uh, well, great. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bechtelcast. You can check us out on Facebook. You can go to our website, Bechtelcast.com. We keep forgetting to say you can give us money. You we need give your money us money. So bad. We need your money. We're dying. And yeah, uh, hey, there's no crying in baseball, except there's all the crying in baseball and in everything. Yay. Yay. Cry. Yes, Queen. Right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway. 
listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. And we are so excited to have you hear the latest season of our nostalgia-themed podcast, How Did We Get Weird? Not only do you get to know me and my brother, you get to know the stories that made us the absolutely rad people we are today. Like you, Jonah, who's a music person and also a mental health counselor. And you, Vanessa, who is an actress, comedian, and I think you even wrote a children's book. Wow. I sure did. Check out our episodes where we've welcomed hilarious guests like our friend Andy Samberg. That's it. That's really it. And Queen Casey Wilson. I really went cart before the horse. I said, I think I have an opportunity to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As a high school student. Plus legendary sisters Amber Ruffin and Lacey Lamar. You would pull the bag out and then we would eat the, eat all the leftover, leftover chocolate chips, which was a lot. Then you'd roll the barrel up up the hill. And then one of us would get inside the barrel and they'd push you down. And we've also had an amazing guest like Mike the Miz, Jason Isbell, Carrie Brownstein and Corinne Tucker of Slater Kinney, and many more. And you do not want to miss out on our funny segments like Change.Dork. <laughs> Change.Dork. And congratulations, you played yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Listen to our podcast, How Did We Get Weird, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 